is a Bramble Jam podcast. Live from the North Pole, it's time for Christmas Morning, the daily show where every day is Christmas. Here are your hosts, Brand and Scott. And also Shannon. Well, hot diggity darn. Welcome to First Baptist Church of Christmas Morning. Happy Sunday. Um, very excited. It's not a thing. <laughs> what if it was, though? I'm just saying it's right. Sunday morning. Maybe uh, the people are... Uh, oh, it mm, is Sunday see? morning. That's what, right. that's what I, was, I, was doing, I was doing a bit there. Uh, it's the 25th. Gotcha. Happy halfway to Christmas. Some people know it as Woo. Leon Day. I... I don't. Not here. Not here. We do uh, not. But uh, congratulations. We're halfway through uh, the year, which is very exciting. Shannon, welcome back to uh, the Christmas party. Thank you for having me back. I'm always happy to be here in the North Pole. Yeah, we're always excited to have you, too. So are our listeners. They put up with us, Brand. Yes. But they're here for they're, they're here all, for sure. They're just waiting the, the month until we get Shannon back. So, Aw, you guys are too kind. Fun. Too kind. Brand, I heard something interesting this week. What's that? I heard somebody refer to the 25th of each month as Reindeer Day. Have you ever heard of that? No, I've never heard of that. Is there like a tie-in aside from Reindeer and Christmas? No, okay. I, I don't think so. I think this was the same committee who named Leon Day. <laughs> But Reindeer Day doesn't offend me as much as Leon. I like Reindeer Day. That's fun. Yeah, Yeah, I like that there's a monthly Reindeer Day. Yeah, and we do that here. Why not just call it Noel Day? I don't understand (laughs) taking the word Noel and reversing it because it's June 25th. Oh, yeah. I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me either. Well, one of our clips today has a real fun play on Halfway to Christmas, but I'm not going to spoil it, so just make sure you tune those ears in, okay? I'll tune them in real good, buddy. I know we got a good, I know we got a jam-packed show today, though. I'm very excited about it. We do. We have a lot of stuff uh, and a a really long recorded segment. We've never done a recorded segment Mm. before, so... So this should be interesting. It should be. It should be. It's going to be great. Should we just get right Let's into it? it? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's Ooh. do the countdown. <gasps> Can't forget the countdown. Joy to the world. Six months until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I can just hear the people next door complaining. Seriously. Oh, I don't think they 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 like it. I'm sure. Well, we also like where we we sublease this place from them. So, like, what are they gonna do? Tell us oh, to get out? Yeah, they could. Well, they are your landlords. Anyway, six months to Christmas. This is really getting hot now. This is really getting hot now. Is that what you said? <laughs> it's yeah, it's hot now. It's like the donuts. Okay. Is it getting hot all, in here? All the other months, you know, it's nine months, it's eight months, six months. That's a number I can wrap my arms around. It's getting hot in here, so put up all your trees. And all That's your right. stockings, am I right? Yes. yes. You sure yes, are. exactly. Mm-hmm. So six months to Christmas. Do you have a theme for that, or you just want to let that one go by, Brian? I heard you tuning up. No, I'll just let it go by. I know we okay. got a lot to get to today, and so I don't want to waste our time uh, with silly songs until uh, a, a couple minutes from now when I will do it. Right, right, right. Well, why don't we get right into it? Uh, Shannon, as the woman with the golden voice, would you mind doing some of the reading today? Oh, you're, you're too kind. You're too kind. Too it's kind. almost like you want me to come back or something. Yes, okay, exactly. So, uh, from Nicholas Wait, what Lin- is? Is this? 
What sec? What part of the show is oh, this? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, we need to. We need to have an intro Christmas, here. This is Christmas traditions. I like traditions. I like fun. I like it when we do the things that we do a lot. Christmas traditions. Was that also Trace? Yeah. Or was it just Brian? It wasn't good. That was That's not right. one of my best ones. But by the end of the show, they get better as the show goes on. I'm You'll resting. be warmed up. All right, take it away, Shannon. Okay, Nicholas Linsman wrote in. And he sent us his top 10 things he's waiting for for the Christmas season. So starting with 10. Okay, now hold on, Shannon. Now, I have sound effects, but I only go up to five. Oh. So just don't be afraid when I hop in at five, okay? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Well, thank you for the warning. Mm -hmm. We're going to start with 10. 10, pulling out all the Christmas decor bins. I don't know if pulling them out is the thing I look for, but maybe seeing what's in them. So I think that's probably what he means. I don't think I mean, he means the physical act of dragging boxes around. I think that he's pretty excited about it, though, because he did put an exclamation point on that one. And there aren't any other exclamation points here. Oh, yeah. Nicholas gets paid by the exclamation point. Yes. I, I love it. I love <laughs> me, it. me, too. I'm totally here for the exclamation points. Okay. Number nine, putting the tree together and decorating the tree and inside of the house. So decorating the tree and inside of the house, basically. Oh, yeah. I love that. That always makes the house look so, I don't know, different. Well, it would be. because. Well, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like all the rest of the year, I'm like, eh, yeah, it's my house. But you put that tree up, I am happy to be home. Totally. I like the way that they're trees. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I was making fun of of of, of Scott. Oh, that's for saying fine. how yeah. it makes the house look different. Yeah, it, was yeah, it looks very obvious. Oh, very yeah. forest. I like yeah. the way that the trees are uh, green. Yes, and trees. Yeah. Yes, totally. Number eight, putting up my outdoor lights done in early November, but not turned on until the weekend after Black Friday. Okay. So he must be religious about that. It could also be an HOA thing. Well, okay, let's not go to, let's not talk about HOAs, Scott. Okay. We know you love HOAs, okay? Number seven. Property values. Yep. Number seven, checking out my favorite Christmas shows and movies. Hopefully you guys have watched the always entertaining Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, a classic. (laughs) I've never seen it, but I, I'm going to resolve to make sure I see it this year. I've never seen it either. I love it. I, I did grow up watching it partially because I grew up in Florida and it's one of the only Christmas movies I know of that was oh, filmed okay. in Orlando. So it At has a special place. At first I thought you were going to say it was the only Christmas show on TV in Florida because <laughs> yeah, then I was exactly. like, that yeah. makes sense. Also that possible. Sense. Yeah. We do love we do love it down there. <laughs> Number 6, doing my Christmas shopping. Nothing comes from online. It's always brick and mortar for me. This is where Nick and I uh, wow. diverge here cuz I do all my shopping on Amazon. I can I can wrap up the whole season in about an hour. What about QVC? I don't actually buy anything from QVC. I don't okay. like their stuff. I just like seeing it me on either. the television. Oh. oh, okay. I'm just happy yeah. it exists, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I don't need any Poopsie the Clown dolls or whatever they're hawking at the moment. Okay, wait a minute. So are these sounds coming in before I say it or after I say it? Number five. Oh, that was fancy. Yeah, I've been waiting years to use these sounds. I'm so excited. Years. Yeah. Years. Wow. Attempting to decorate the cookies my wife and I bake. When I first read this one, I thought he said decorating the cookies and his wife. And I was like, well, that's weird. But I just read it wrong. <laughs> that's a different podcast. Listen, exactly. We can't yes. talk about Ooh, that Whatever works, one. man. Yeah. No judgment Christmas here, Christmas morning after dark. Christmas evening. Oh. Yeah. Number four. Tossing on my Christmas music 24-7 for the season. 
The Sirius XM Holiday Traditions Channel is incredible. It is. And I'm sure Nick knows this, but you can listen to that in the Sirius XM app all year round. You just can't tune it in in the car. And it's not yeah. the same. I, I totally agree. But he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't like to put up put on his lights until after Thanksgiving either. That's right. And won't do any online shopping, so he probably doesn't do any online listening either. Yeah. Number 3. Talking about all the Christmas memory from our time as kids until now with my wife. Yeah, that's a nice one. I like that. Number two. Our Christmas evening tradition of watching a Christmas story. Yes. And finally. Number one. Christmas morning. No explanation needed for that, obviously. Brand, do you think he means us or do you think he means the actual morning? Mm, I don't. It's, it's a toss-up. It's a both. It's hands. a both. I hands. don't think. It's well, a both surely hands. we don't. We don't hurt, right? No, no. We make it better. All right. How about the next email, Shannon? All right. This one's from Whitney Wilder. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. My fate. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Whitney. My favorite part of Christmas is decorating for Christmas. And aside from my Christmas tree, my favorite Christmas decoration is my Christmas pyramid. I have included a video that shows the Christmas pyramid and my Christmas tree in all of their glory. Now, I will put the video on our Instagram. I couldn't stick the video in Google Docs because thanks a lot, Google, you can't do that. But there is a still photo if you scroll down, Shannon. Okay. For those that may not know, and I definitely don't know, Mm -hmm. a Christmas pyramid is essentially a wooden carousel with one or more tiers that depicts a Christmas scene. The pyramid is surrounded by candles and centered on an axle with a propeller above the highest tier. When the candles are lit, the heat from the candles causes the propeller to turn and the tiers of the pyramid spin around and around. I wish you could see Bran's face right now. This is some sort of voodoo. (laughs) This is Christmas voodoo. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure witchcraft. Uh, no, this is really cool. You got to see the video. But go on, Shannon. The Christmas pyramid is thought to be the predecessor of the town Christmas tree, with huge Christmas pyramids still appearing in the Christmas markets in Germany and beyond. Huge? How do you do it with huge? Do you light a oil barrel on fire or yeah, something right? and put it underneath like, it? A candle's not going to cut it. No. <laughs> Probably an oil barrel, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of fire, And then you roast marshmallows uh, over it, too. It's yeah, perfect. a bonfire. Yeah. As a child, mm-hmm. I loved when my mom would light our Christmas pyramids for our family's Christmas Eve celebration. Christmas Eve is my birthday. Happy birthday. Oh. And my mom lit the Christmas spinners in the final moments before the hordes of family and friends arrived at our house to begin the Christmas and birthday celebration that would continue on Christmas Day and evening. I received as a gift a real German handcrafted wooden Christmas pyramid, and it has brought me a lot of light, figuratively and literally. I see Ah. what she did there. That's a good one, yeah. In a time that might not have felt so cheerful. As they are handcrafted, the German pyramids are expensive, but there are many other ideations that are lovely as well. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's fancy. It's like Brian over there. Actually, I thought of Bran when I read that word. I, 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 it's better you than I. There. There we go. There's also a bit of challenging fun to a Christmas pyramid. When the fan blades of the propeller are positioned correctly, I love nothing more than to watch the pyramid go round and round and find it so beautiful and peaceful. 
But when those fan blades are not positioned correctly, well, just make sure you have your candle snuffer ready because those wooden fan blades will burn and burn quickly. Well, that sounds very dangerous. That's what I look for in my festive holiday decorations, flammability. Yes, danger. Maybe a more nuanced Christmas tradition, but one I wanted to share. Again, Merry Christmas to all. Whitney Elizabeth Wilder. Uh, Scroll down a little bit here because there's a little note for Bran about why she signed her full name. Okay, so I have signed this email with my full name because I want to be clear, and so there is no ambiguity on who submitted this email. Apparently, I constantly confuse Bran with my name. Like when I signed my Christmas card, Whitney, I was declared to be Whitney, no last name. (laughs) And when I answered Bran's call to leave a rating and review for Christmas Morning Podcast using my email, W.E. Wilder, Brand declared the review was from Wee Wilder. I hope this is clear. See you at Bramblefest. I like that. <laughs> Thank you, Whitney. I like that a lot, Whitney. Thank you. Spoken like a true lawyer. Uh, Whitney is a lawyer, so... Oh, very cool. Yes. Attorney. Excellent. I'm watching a video on YouTube. <laughs> I wondered why pyramid. you were so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Not like Brand at all. This is just... It really is so cool. Wow, it's amazing. I'm watching a very, very big one. This, this the title is World's Biggest Christmas Pyramid Driven by okay. Candlelight HD version. Whitney, you need to bring a pyramid to Bramblefest now. Like a pyramid. No, no, no. She said it's really expensive. That looks fragile. Ship it to Greenville. Okay. And we will light it during Bramblefest. As long as there's no like fire permit issues. <laughs> The views expressed by Shannon are not necessarily those of the Christmas Morning Podcast or its affiliates. Yeah, we'd have to run that by the, the, the hotel the place. But yeah. Fire marshal. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about evacuating the hotel. I've never, like, I've literally never even heard of these before. I'm so, this is amazing. Um, in Christmas Vacation, there's a scene where Clark is talking with, uh, who's the guy in the, the RV? or his cousin, mm-hmm. I, I believe I Clark you. is actually manipulating one. And when when he says something about staying through New Year's, the whole thing falls down on him. I think that was a Christmas pyramid, but I'm not sure. You'll have to go back and watch. Let's just give it up, though, for, like, candles and, like, fire and mm-hmm. heat and, like, all that it can do. Shout out to the cavemen. Yeah, exactly. Not exactly a new technology, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, guys, I don't need it from you at all. Okay. Let's reset by listening to a nice Christmas memory sent in from Jessica Trinidad. Oh, please. Hello and Merry Chris. See, it's half of Merry Christmas. Get it? I want to talk about when I created Winter Wonderland in my bedroom. When I was a kid, I loved making big holiday decorations, but of course I was limited to whatever my family had and what my parents would permit us to do. But at Christmas, they let us kind of do our own thing in our bedrooms. So when I was in about fifth or sixth grade, I decided I wanted to create Winter Wonderland in my bedroom. So first, several months before, I started hoarding cotton balls from both my mom and stepdad's house and my dad's house and I just kind of grab a handful from whatever container had them in each of the bathrooms and my idea was for it to be snow strewn about our floor then I got my roommate also known as my sister to go along with this so we got all the white sheets that we could find in our home we made our beds back into bunk beds that could be converted from twin to bunk we got all of our stuffed animals and dolls and we 
put the white sheets down. We threw the cotton balls everywhere. We got all the lights that nobody else is going to be using. We got all of the little plastic Christmas trees that nobody else is going to be using. We put our dolls and stuffed animals around the perimeter of the room. We sprayed snow spray that you usually put on windows all over our room and on the windows. And we also sprayed pine scented cologne, which is something we got from another hobby of ours, which was dumpster diving at a local office. Story for another day. We put on music from this super old record album we had of basically Johnny Marks songs with Rudolph and Twas the Night Before Christmas and all of that. And that was our big effect. I knew to ask forgiveness rather than permission from my mom and set it all up and then give her a tour of the room before I asked her if we could do it because she would have totally said no. But once she saw the effect, she was delighted by it. So it was fantastic. The spray snow was super hard to clean. Um, and we did it for maybe two or three years, but at some point, either by year three or four, said roommate, also known as my little sister, got too cool for it all and she wouldn't let me do it. So there we go. We have this winter wonderland and I thought it was fabulous. And I think my older sisters begrudgingly admit that it was totally fabulous too. So there you go. Merry Crit. Merry Crit to you as well. Isn't that fun? That reminds me of when I finally got old enough to start getting an allowance, one of the first things I bought was a, uh, like a three-foot Christmas tree for my room so that I didn't have to wait until after Thanksgiving to set up with my family. I could at least have something in my room. And so, How old were you, Bran? 22, probably. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. That was when you were You're allowed to have an allowance. You're a funny boy. You're a funny boy. Yeah. <laughs> It was from his wife. It wasn't from his parents. I want to say I was uh, like in middle school or uh, okay. a little bit before That's that. That's cool. Were you as tall as the Christmas tree? Uh, taller, yeah, but it, <laughs> okay, but it was something. So. It was something. And that's all I wanted. That was great. Thank you, Jessica, for sending that in. I always love hearing your stories. I've got another one here from Lenora Gilbert. Lots of traditions today. Hello, all you lovely Christmas morning people. It's Lenora here in Arizona, your local Christmas freak on the street. I'm here today to talk to you about Christmas cards. It may seem a little early, but really, this is something you can start thinking about right now. Add a little Christmas into those summer months, and by starting early, you can help shift the costs a little earlier to help prevent that Christmas budget train from going completely off the rails at the end of the year. The first thing you can do is get your Christmas stamps. You can visit the USPS website. Don't get caught up in one of those fake internet sites. Use USPS and you can order Christmas stamps now. There are holiday elves, two versions of the Virgin Mary with Child, and the, of course, the international poinsettia. The new ones for the year don't come out till October, but if you're okay with the current ones, you can buy them right now. The Postal Service will deliver them free right to your mailbox if you order them online. Last year, they also sent me a really nice writing pen for free. You can get all your holidays covered, as you can also order like for Halloween, Day of the Dead, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa stamps. You can get them all at once. Next, let's talk about the actual Christmas cards. If you did not load up on cards at the after Christmas sales last year, you can still buy them now online right now. There are selections on Amazon, Etsy, and I personally get mine from the retro Christmas card company because I like an old timey retro look to my cards. 
and envelopes. You can start um, updating your card list, your address list, get it updated right now. Add your new friends, update addresses, delete people that have moved on, you know, get it all set up right now. I'd start decorating my envelopes with stickers and stamps. You can even have your kids start decorating them. I organize all of my fall and holiday cards into piles. So, you know, they start like with October, Thanksgiving for Canada. Then we have a Halloween one. Then we have Thanksgiving America. Um, you know, the biggest one, of course, next is the Christmas card stack. And then I do send New Year's cards. These double as great written thank yous for gifts or for a great time over Christmas. Um, I have the addresses, the most frequent people that I send cards to made into labels. I have as a Word document and I just print that out, stick them on all the cards. I make stacks like an assembly line, usually somewhere in August to September. Um, then when it's time to write on the cards, I can really focus on writing personal messages in the cards and I don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Uh, you can also uh, get your holiday letter started now. When I have done this in the past, I started at the beginning of the year and I update every month or so. It makes it a lot easier doing it month by month and then you're not in a rush to put everything together in December when you have no time to do anything at all. The last thing you can start to get organized on and spread the costs out is purchasing any inserts for your cards like gift cards. So Costco's got some great deals. If you add a couple cards to your cart during the next few months, that'll help spread the cost down. Another great gift to send with cards are sheets of stamps. I just sent a couple of uh, sheets of the new tulip stamps to one of my friends for her birthday. So I like a practical, useful gift. So let's get on organizing those Christmas cards. Have a great party. Thanks. Lenora always does such an awesome job. Not only what the content she brings, Bran, but all of that production is by her. And it makes my life so easy and it's so relaxing to me. I love it. I just want to break this down for the people. Okay. She sends not just Christmas cards, uh -huh. but she said she also sends like New Year cards, Thanksgiving, above and beyond. Over the top, above and beyond. Wonderful in all ways. I don't even, I don't send any of those things. No. She's sending multiple versions of it. Seriously. So, um, Brand, can you cue up the stuff with Dave? Yeah, we got one more very special one, which I'm very excited about. My friend Dave White, um, who has been on deck the homework a few times, is our uh, good friend Alonzo's husband of many years. Uh, he wanted to g pass down some wisdom to me, and in, in doing so, I'm going to pass it along to you all. I got to sit down and chat with him about how he thinks about stockings. I said, Dave, you can talk about anything. And he said, I want to talk about stockings. And at first I was like, what? But by the end of it, it all made sense. So I'm going to play this conversation. This is really him just telling telling us uh, really how great of a person he is. Uh, but I, I also got a lot of great ideas for stockings. So uh, I'm going to cue that clip and then we'll talk about it on the other end. All right, let's hear it. I could not be more thrilled to be with my friend Dave, who I've always told people is my go-to source for all things stockings. And so what better way to um, celebrate half Christmas than with Dave telling us everything there is to know about stockings. So without further ado, Dave White, tell us everything. Hello, Brad. Hello. <laughs> it is. I, um, you know, I've heard, I've heard your Christmas morning. That is the podcast I'm on right now. Christmas morning, right? <laughs> 
if, if it wasn't one? it is if it wasn't it is now alonzo sometimes plays the podcast christmas morning and i think what what i i i need to tell them how to make a christmas stocking happen like i love christmas and it's great and i like to enjoy my december in a leisurely way because i have executed my pre-christmas planning well in advance i make lists I make timelines, I make budgets, I hunt down recipes, I buy vintage Christmas tree ornaments on the internet at 3 a.m. when I have insomnia. I'm on it. And with the exception of, you know, these appearances on various Deck the Hallmark-related podcasts, I do not talk about any of this until mid-October, and I think it leads some people maybe to think, oh, D Alonzo loves Christmas, Dave hates it, but it's not the case. Right. Here's... A very important part of Christmas Day in our home, and it is the stocking. Um, I think that people, adults, tend to look at stockings as, oh, that's for the kids, right? Right, yes. And obviously they are for the kids, and the reason I have become obsessed with making the perfect Christmas stocking happen is because when I was a child in the 1970s, the year my parents got divorced, right? I'm living with my dad, and I'm thinking my father is not paying attention to anything. Um, but and, and quite often he wasn't, but, but at, in this particular moment, he totally was. And he knew that I was obsessed with this uh, dumb, kid, dumb kid thing from the 70s called Wacky Packages, where the, these, they were these stickers that came with like a stick of gum. There were stickers that were uh, parody uh, products, you know. Okay. So instead yeah. of Morton Salt, right, there would be a sticker from Wacky Packages called Moron Salt. And it was like, this salt's so dumb it clumps when it rains. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's uh, jokes for kids, but there were stickers yes. and I was obsessed with them. And I woke up Christmas morning, and I don't know how he knew this, because, again, I don't think he was always paying that much attention, but I woke up Christmas morning, and he had gone down to the corner grocery and purchased an entire box of wacky packages and just opened it up and put all, like, 20 packages of them, like, all, all of them in the stocking, yeah. and some candy. I will tell you, it is the one Christmas gift I remember from my childhood. <laughs> wow. It is. It is. I, I was so overjoyed, right? I was so surprised and so delighted in that moment that from that moment on, every year, the stocking in my head was supposed to be really something special. Right. And then, of course, you know, it wasn't because, you know, uh, people aren't paying a great amount of attention uh, and I think most people, as you get older and someone gives you a Christmas stocking, what does it have in it? Like toothbrushes and like dumb stuff from the drugstore and things like that. If that's what you want to do and everyone's thrilled with that, then great. But I think no one's thrilled with that. You know, yeah. I think that when you are an adult, I think the Christmas stocking can still be something really cool. It can still be something really wonderful. Now, caveat here. I'm not talking about your kids right now. If you've got a gang of kids to buy stuff for to put in a Christmas stocking, I cannot help you 
get him a bunch of candy. No one cares. Yes. They'll never remember it. It's fine. The candy does the trick, yes. The candy does the trick. But if you want, right, if you have a special adult in your life and you are also an adult and you want to make a Christmas stocking that's really special, you know, you have to decide that it matters, you know, and then you have to decide what you're going to do, how you're going to do this. Now, there is no one good thing to put into a Christmas stocking. I've seen lists of uh, uh, stocking stuffer ideas, like every website, every magazine, stocking, 50 stocking stuffers for this year. Never pay attention to those. Always avoid those. They are dumb. They are also, I'll give you a hint, as a person who has been employed in the media for many years now, they are always, without fail, advertorial. Right. Companies have placed their products uh, with the magazine or website in a trade out kind of thing so you don't do that right don't listen to those people who are just trying to like advertise things to you also those lists are thoughtlessly curated because frequently they include things that are way too big to go inside a stocking and no one has time for this right get used to the idea as well that the really great gift that you're going to give somebody that year perhaps even like the gift of the year if it is small in size it could go into the stocking it could be at the very end the bottom the toe the last thing they pull out you can gift wrap it to call attention to the fact that it is special right you could do that so here is i think in our home this is the rule make it delightful Everything that comes out of the stocking should be a surprise. It should be delightful. To that end, you must know your person. As I said earlier, I do this year-round. I am on the hunt year-round. If I see something out in the world that I know Alonzo Duralde will be super into and will be surprised by and delighted by, and if it is small, I get it right then and there. I don't care if it is February, April, June, doesn't matter. I'll buy it and I'll secret it away. I know him very well. I have been, you know, uh, with him for going on 28 years as of this recording. And I know exactly what he's into and I know what makes him happy. So, like, here's here are some good examples. He loves to play solitaire with actual decks of cards, not just, you know, on his phone or on his laptop. Right. And he likes unusual vintage decks of cards. Like, he has a small collection of these. So I hunt for them. Like, I try to find the weirdest, oldest ones that I can find. He loves the films of Pedro Almodovar, the Spanish film director. Well, I found an old cassette made in Spain of a band that Pedro Almodovar was in when he was young and Alonzo had never heard this music before so we have a cassette player in our house because we are old and we have never given up our vis- our physical media and I put that cassette in his stocking in 1980 the village people had a movie a very bad bad movie they starred in a movie, a musical film called Can't Stop the Music. Well, turns out you could stop the music because Probably the should village have. people, the, yeah, turns out the village people did not survive that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, but Viewmaster, 
thinking this was going to be a huge hit with kids, <laughs> made a viewmaster reel of the film Can't Stop the Music. And Alonzo was like, do you know it exists? This thing exists. I've looked and looked and looked for one, but I've never found it. And so I just tucked that away in my head, and I went looking, and I found one. And into his Christmas stocking it went. Now, he has an old Viewmaster. I, I go to the 7-Eleven, I buy a bunch of cra- scratch tickets, which everybody does the scratch tickets in the stocking. That's, an, that's a reliable thing to do. What I'm getting at really here is that if you are thoughtful and take time and are willing to... Uh, uh, make it like a Tetris kind of game where you are uh, 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 thinking of the stocking as a puzzle and you need to put all the pieces together in the puzzle and make them fit. And, you know, you can wind up with a dozen, two dozen, if they're small enough, little things for this person that won't be just trinkets that they throw out. Because I hate a knickknack that is for no reason. I, I want that item to be a gift that makes him go, oh, what did you do? Like, where did you find this? How did you accomplish this? That makes you feel like a champion, right? The big gift under the tree, it's fine. The stocking to me is the star of the day. And if you look, y'all, you were listening, it's June. You've got six months. You could get on it right now and make the stocking for the person that you care most about. Again, not your kids. Just give your kids some candy. Make that stocking something rad. Make it something really surprising and delightful. Make special things happen in the stocking. And you've got time starting now. I've already finished Alonzo's stocking for 2023. It's June and I'm done. Wow. (laughs) Not just something for someone that you care about. It also has to be something small enough. So it's a it's a it's yes. a game on a game. It's not it is just a game on a game. It's a game on a game. Yeah. Like this year, you've got to top yourself from last year. You know what I mean? Um and I mean, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I do. <laughs> well, you've inspired me. I'm gonna go shop for stockings right now. And uh, thank you for sharing your your stocking wisdom with me, Dave White. You're very welcome. I'm sharing it with the world. Merry Christmas. Merry June. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm inspired. I'm personally inspired to be a better to be a better husband, to give uh, more thought to stockings. And um, I don't know. I like I, li- I like I like a lot of those things. A awesome. lot of those ideas. Do you think I could fly Dave out here to be a stocking consultant for my mm-hmm. house? I think if you, that was it's not a bad. <laughs> well, one, I think that is exactly what he doesn't want. He wants it to be you yeah. actually okay. thinking about it. But it's not a bad business idea to be like, hey, here are like some fun facts about my significant other. Find these like trinkets. Here are some things I want. Okay, I would certainly host a. Alonzo and Dave for a week in my house for some Christmas decorating ideas love, as well. I think Alonzo. it'd be great. Love I, I love their uh, their Instagram account with all of their ornaments on. It's so cool. So cool. Uh, let's take a quick break, Scott and Shannon, if you don't Sounds mind, good. and then we'll come back all and right. we'll uh, we got a lot more to get to. So uh, right on the other side of the break here on Christmas morning. 
We're back. We've done some Christmas memories and traditions, and we've got uh, some some more fun stuff on the rise. And what's next, Scotty? All right, we have a TV review from Joe Fulton, the Christmas aficionado. I like TV. I like movies. I like talking about TV and movies. Fantastic. Wonderful. Now, the great thing about Joe, there's a couple great things. One of them is that he always provides us these fantastic reviews. But I'm not exaggerating when I say the day the Christmas party episode drops, he emails me and says, what do you want me to do next? Just the nicest guy. Wow. And he does a fantastic job. So this month I said, you know what comes up a lot in the TV Scotty listings is an episode of the show Reba called Cookies for Santa. And he said he would do it for us. Sure does. So here it is. Is the Reba episode Cookies for Santa as lousy as her cookies? Give me 60 seconds of your time to hear my review and recap starting now. It's Christmas Eve, and Reba is excited to celebrate her grandchild's first Christmas, but she quickly learns that her family just sucks. Her oldest daughter, Cheyenne, and her husband decide to start a new holiday tradition of spending Christmas at a cabin in the woods. Meanwhile, her ex-husband Brock insists that Jake spend Christmas Eve in mourning with him. He intends on giving Jake a bike, taking over Reba's tradition of buying the kids a bike for Christmas. Then, Reba's teenage daughter, Kira, leaves for a friend's Christmas party, leaving Reba alone on Christmas Eve with an undecorated tree. Reba decides to visit a shelter and donate all the cookies she made. A homeless man, who claims he's Santa, tells her to stop feeling sorry for herself and realize that even if she is all alone for the holiday, her family is still in her heart. He takes a bite of one of her cookies and tells her that they are lousy, but then takes the entire tin for his reindeer to eat while they are flying over Japan. The self-proclaimed Santa then tells her to run home to avoid the approaching storm. Back at the house, her daughter Kira returns home from their lame Christmas party. Cheyenne and her husband return home after they can't get roast beef at the pancake house. And Brock, along with his new wife, Barbara Jean, brings Jake back to be home for Santa. A few hours later, Brock and Reba notice a bike under the tree. Each of them believes that the other put it there and calls each other a butt. You butt? But I know you did it, you double butt. As the episode ends, we see that the tin of cookies that the homeless man or Santa took from Reba sitting on the coffee table. So in the end, Reba got her wish and had all of her kids home for Christmas along with Barbara Jean. So final thoughts. As I mentioned, Reba's family sucks for leaving her alone at Christmas. Luckily, within a few hours, they all returned home because they didn't get what they wanted. Turns out that the homeless man was Santa and he delivered a bike for Jake. Reba and Brock both had a bike for Jake, and since this was Christmas Eve, looks like Jake's getting three bikes for Christmas. That's not really a great example of Christmas magic. Sadly, I think this is a bit of a depressing episode. It has a happy ending, but it's lousy like Reba's cookies. And the worst thing about this episode is that Reba waits until Christmas Eve to decorate her tree. I give this episode a D. Well, that's my review of Reba, Cookies for Santa from the second season. What Christmas episode should I review next? Here's another great recommendation on not-so-often-shown TV Christmas episode. Find out why it's important as a boss you should not give cheap Christmas presents and just buy all your employees a sports car and the rights to an awful radio drama in the 1995 news radio episode, Christmas Story. You can easily find that episode on YouTube. If you watch it, let me know what you think. I'm the Christmas aficionado, and remember, stay off the naughty list. Joe is the best.
Isn't Joe awesome? Above and beyond. You know what I love also about Christmas is that 60 seconds can be as long as you want. Sure. And I'm not upset about it. I'm not upset about it one. Oh, no, not at all. And we got to, and we got to hear your butt, your yeah, double you're butt. butt. Which, your double butt. <laughs> which we're I, all better for. I know, Gosh, right? we're going to start using that clip more. And he always sells me on these recommendations. Totally. Even though he gave that one a D. But like Reba, like Reba's great. We, you guys had Melissa Peterman on. We did. He played Barbara Jean. So, I mean, who doesn't love Reba? If you love Joe's reviews like we do, you can go, I'm I'm just going to say Google it because spelling aficionado is hard. So Google uh, YouTube Christmas (laughs) aficionado. Maybe do voice to text. Maybe do voice to text. (laughs) Exactly. Christmas aficionado. Yeah. I try four or five times then, uh, what's the expression? Uh, Autocorrect gives me a kiss on the head and says, I got it from here. Don't you worry about it. Exactly. It's a great uh, subscribe subscription it's a great follow on the youtube yeah definitely check that out so thank you for doing that joe uh brian we've got a christmas recipes section do you like eating food i think you do i think you do but maybe you should make some for yourself here's a recipe christmas recipe that might Thank have you. been your best one. Thank you, Brandon. That one was quite good. I get, I get better as the you show do. goes on. Shannon, I'm going to read this one because All right. Ro- Rose does these diabetic-friendly ones, and I feel like they're for me and well, maybe the one or two other maybe. people out there who are diabetic. So I want to uh, I want to acknowledge that and thank Rose. She says, this month's diabetic-friendly Christmas dessert is also a refreshingly summery one. It's Strawberry Santas. Ooh. So you oh, take 12 large strawberries, cut off the leaf end, and make a flat surface. And there's your Santa body. Great. Cut off a half inch of the thinner top okay. to create a Santa cap. Now make your frosting from a quarter oh. cup of room temperature mascarpone cheese, a quarter... Whoa! Frosting! Oh, I thought I thought Sorry. the mascarpone just... threw you for a loop there. It's an Italian I'm cheese. I'm just taking it all yeah. in, baby. I'm just taking it all quarter in. Quarter teaspoon of vanilla extract and a whopping cup of Swerve Convectioner's sugar substitute. Swerve. Wow. Yeah, a cup of it. That's a lot. And um, you guys, you diabetics, you, that sounds like a lot of sugar, but it's it's no sugar. Yeah, so well, swerve, um, I'm going to keep it G-rated here, but all these diabetic-friendly sugars can cause GI distress if you're not careful. So that's a lot. You that's might, you, you might want to eat these in the bathroom. Pipe the frosting through a small star tip onto the top of the body to make the head. And pipe the frosting, you will. Am I right, <laughs> <That's> Scotty? <right. laughs> By the way, this is my first time ever using a piping bag, and it was not nearly as hard as I thought it would be. Put the caps back on top of the frosting head and pipe a little ball on top for a very authentic-looking Santa hat. Last but not least, use two Lily sugar-free chocolate chips to make perfect little eyes. That's so cute. Let them sit for They're 30 adorable. set for 30 minutes or more to firm up before you eat them, if you can bring yourself to eat them because they are so darn cute. You could also use a slice of banana for the head. <laughs> Either way, one strawberry Santa is about 15 total carbs. And I will post this photo on our Instagram. Here's the good news on this one. You can look at these and say, oh, I know how to make this with non-diabetic stuff if that's not your jam. You could just use whipped cream. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, I love strawberry shortcake this time of year. Mm-hmm. And, like, whipped cream, you could easily make diabetic-friendly by just not adding yeah, sugar. Sure. Right? You know what these kind of look like? It's like if <laughs> Santa had secret service. <laughs> You know, they, 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 they kind of look like they're like just watching you with these, those big little eyes. They're oh, absolutely adorable. Service. So thank you for sending that in, Rose. I always love your recipes and I appreciate it. Yeah, that was great. All right, Bran, uh, can you cue up 
the most important segment, Christmas music. Play Freebird! Here's some songs! <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to go out with that one. That okay. works. Well, because every, you, you always say, play Freebird. Free Freebird, yeah, free exactly. Bird. And then, but then yeah. he, we're, we'll see. Maybe we'll get someone that sends in Freebird. Well, Harmonica John did not oh, play Freebird. He sent us a version of Good King Wenceslas. That's always second, my second, second choice, second. too. <laughs> play Freebird so and then Free Good Bird, King Wenceslas. Good King Wenceslas. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, Brian Scott, here comes a song at you called Good King Wenceslas. In 1853, English hymn writer John Mason Neal translated the lyric from a Czech poem by Vaclav Halios Svoboda in collaboration with his music editor, Thomas Helmore. And the carol first appeared in a Carols for Christmas Tide in that same year. So here comes Good King Wenceslas. Merry Christmas. Beautiful. Bran, you you spotted the key change there. I love harmonica. You've got to watch the video. Fiery because he actually switches to a different harmonica. What? Oh, I was going to ask. Yeah. So I'll put <laughs> the video on wow. our Instagram. That was fun. Thank you, John. Do you want uh, harmonica, John? I have a question for you. I listened to that and I'm like, that's a really good harmonica song. And I'll be honest, I don't always think that. I think that a lot of the times, but what is it, what, what makes like the ideal harmonica song that you like, does harmonica, John, do you think that you like listens to music and goes, I got to do that on harmonica, like something about the melody or something that I think would translate really well to harmonica. I don't know. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Dominic the donkey would be awesome <laughs> would on be harmonica. Great. Yeah, you wouldn't have to hear the donkey, which is ideal. No, no, you you would do the donkey. I don't know how you would do it, but I leave that to the geniuses like Harmonica John to figure that part out. Uh, Thank you, John, for doing that. I appreciate it. I will put the video on our Instagram, a really fun watch, and I just love having these every month. Thank you. Oh, fantastic. What a party today. Yeah, and we had to cut a lot of stuff from this month, but the good news is, Next month, live episode from Bramblefest. Live episode from Bramblefest. So this is what I will say to uh, anybody who is going to be at Bramblefest. If you have an idea of something you would like to include uh, during next month's Christmas party, email us, christmasmorningpodcast.gmail.com, and we'll be in touch about the best way to uh, present that in a live format in front of the people. Mm, yeah. yeah, what we probably won't do is take an audio submission from you, make you sit there, and listen to your own audio submission, because that's like right. people singing you happy birthday. It's just weird and uncomfortable, so we probably right. won't do that, unless that's your jam. Unless that's fine, too. There, I don't mind. Then... Okay, right. yes. We would also probably not just, we're not going to just go up there and just be like, all right, who's got something? <laughs> 
and about you like to be a little bit prepared. Yes. A little bit prepared. Yeah. Preparation gonna, is key. We're going to have more interactive ones. We're, uh, we're going to do all the, the this or that, the cheese or chocolate that I talked about on an yes. earlier episode. I have a huge list. Uh, I think we might get a Christmas song from Ryan. I haven't talked to him yet, so this if he's listening, it's going to be a word. Ryan, you'll be bringing a Christmas song for us, it's which is really, really cool. It's going to be really good, though. So yeah. start writing it now. <laughs> That's right. And Shannon is going to be with us. This is going to be so much fun. Yay! I'm so excited. I don't know which hat to wear. Maybe I'll have to wear multiple ones. I don't know. Maybe just like your first segment, you do one hat, you change it, like you do costume changes. I like that. Oh, yes. Yeah. I like that idea. Like mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. you're, it's like your Taylor Swift, Britney Spears, something I've like that. I've got my Santa hat. I've got my new buddy, the elf hat. I've got the leather aviator cap, which really doesn't make any Christmas sense. So we're not going to use that one. But uh, I've always said you're just like Britney Spears, too. That's why I'm always <laughs> like, Scott, how do I describe him? He's the resemblance like Britney Spears. is I'm like a bearded Britney Spears. And Bran, the beard is back. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. huh? You look so much better. Oh. I cannot stress to the people how terrifying you are. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to that show I was telling you about with my daughter, the cheese or chocolate. And yes. uh, one of the things the host said was beard or no beard. And Emma looked right at me and said, Beard. <laughs> Beard. Yeah. Whatever whatever this is is not the answer. Yeah, I, I now have to have a chaperone when I shave. Wow. It's, it's wonderful, though. You look great, bud. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Shannon, thank you for making the time to uh, come each month. We love having you. It's it's quite the trip to the North Pole, but I always enjoy being here. So I'm looking forward to BrambleFest. Thank you, everybody who sent in submissions. We really do appreciate that. We're going to need some for next month. I don't know exactly how we're going to do it. So just send me an email, christmasmorningpodcast at gmail.com. We'll figure out the best way to get your idea out there. Uh, We've never done a live episode of this show, so I don't even know how it's going to go. It might be a huge disaster in the best way. I don't know. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, And a reminder, we're going to be back on Wednesday with our our regularly scheduled uh, Christmas morning. Uh, I think. I don't know. I don't know. You think? I think. I'm out of town. I'm out of town, so I actually don't know. We'll, we'll, We'll find out. Yeah. Hey Shannon, are you available next week? I'm available. I can oh, fill in for Brand. We're gonna make we're gonna make sure it happens. Don't worry. Go team, go. Go Send team, go. Right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody, and we'll see you uh, next week, and we'll see you next month with a new live episode. But until then, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.